James chapter 5, verse 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, mm -hmm, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a, with a natural like, he was natural like us. He was just like us, just like me and you. With a nature just like us. And he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its fruit. Father, we bless you. Refresh Family Church is under an open heaven. And wherever heaven is open, prayers can be heard. Rain of produce comes. Thank you for creating an atmosphere where desolation and barrenness has come to an end. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we give you all the praise. In the matchless name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. If you would take your seats. I want to talk about effective prayer. Effective prayer. We've been praying for a long time. We have prayer groups. We have prayer chains. We have prayer partners. We have all this stuff called prayer. But a lot of prayer has not been as effective as it should be. And the reason it has not been as effective as it should be is because we have not pray, prayed in the proper way or with the proper posture. So many of you ask people to come pray with you and you know they're mad at somebody. The worst thing you can do is have someone with a negative spirit to join in with you and pray about a need that you have. I'll show you in scripture that that's not good. And so many people, you, you, you got to understand, do you really want somebody to pray with you or you just want company? Some people just want people around them so they feel better about the situation that's not going to change. Because when the wrong people are praying with you, your situation will stay the same. See, I'm going to walk this out. Some of y'all, some of y'all are frustrated because you got the wrong prayer partner. And you're now thinking that, that prayer doesn't work. That is not the truth. The Bible says that prayer works. You just got to get with the right people who know how to pray and know what posture to pray in. You can't say, girl, after she just got through talking to the, talking about the other person in the other cubicle, you can't say, let us go pray. Leave her alone. It's better to go pray by yourself and, 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 and call the Holy Spirit in than to pray with someone who has something in their heart against somebody they work with every day. I want to take you to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. I'll start reading in verse 25. 
going to teach you some stuff. We, we think we know. But how many of you have prayed a prayer that did not get answered? A lot of people say, well, let's pray. You know, and I'm all in for, for prayer. But I'm not all in for praying with somebody that can't come into agreement. If I'm going to spend an hour in prayer, it's going to be profitable. Because I don't have an hour to throw away. Mark chapter 11, verse 25. It reads this way in verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. He said, when I stand praying, you know, everybody wants to kneel. People want to lay down. People want to lift their hands. He said, when you stand praying, remember this while you're standing there, anticipating to get an answer from God. If there's anybody, any family, friends, haters, church folks, choir members, ushers, greeters, restroom monitors, children's workers, administration, whatever it be, the Bible says if you want to be effective in prayer, Forgive him or her. In other words, he said, don't come talk to me until you go talk to them. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me make some men wiser in here. Those of you who are married. You know, the Bible says, uh, if you don't treat your wife right, your prayers will be hindered. You know, if you, don't, if, if you don't treat her like the queen that she is, you know all them projects you're praying over that you think your buddies can help you pray through, you're absolutely wrong. You and your buddy are in the same condition, and neither one of y'all going to get a response from heaven. Honor your wife that your prayers be not hindered. I don't care what you say. I'm going to pray in tongues. Well, go ahead. I know you got your own Bible now. You got your own beliefs now. And you got your own situation too. So the Bible says, and whenever you stand praying, I, on a day-to-day on a -day basis, I usually pray at least an hour every day. That's just me. I'm not telling you, you know, you don't pray an hour. This, this is me. This is what I do every day. I don't, I don't take the weekends off. I get my message on Friday because I get up Friday and I pray and he starts talking and I start writing. Now I am not belittling anyone who doesn't pray an hour a day, but I need it. For my life, 
I got to have an hour with God every day. I don't want to knock somebody out, so I'm going to pray. You would be surprised at how much prayer tempers you. You will. I will put some out of the church, but sometimes it's prolonged because I pray. You only stayed that long because I pray. All right. Listen. There's power in prayer. That's why I pray. I don't want to be weak. I don't want to give up on something that God's still in. You will become frustrated with something God has for you because of a lack of prayer. It takes prayer to hold on until change comes. Let me help you. If you don't know, most of you are letting go early because your prayer life is not consistent enough. You can't handle pressure. You can fake it, but you ain't making it. Matthew 6. Prayer was so powerful that the disciples of Jesus Christ said, teach us how to do that. If you knew how powerful it was, you'd say, teach me how to do that. The leaders would be saying, teach me how to do that. I said, first of all, that image in your mind that caused your stomach to tighten up when you think about them, you got to get that out before you pray. Something I've been doing, and, and I've been doing it for years, before I pray for a person, I ask them to forgive anyone they have ought against. Then, if you're really going to pray and you're on a team, ask your team who you hating on before we start praying. Because if you hating on somebody, you're not a good team player for me. Because I want to get results. I want to see some stuff happen. Anybody want to see some stuff happen? You know, I believe, I believe if, if you saw something happen, we wouldn't have to teach you to pray. If, if every single day you had an interaction from heaven and God started moving on your behalf, we have to tell you prayer time is over. Matthew 6 verse 9 down to verse 13. This is after the Jesus' disciples said, you know, teach us how to pray. And so Jesus, this is the model prayer that used to hang on your grandma's wall. I don't know what's hanging on the walls now, but this used to hang on your grandma's wall. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, you remember it? Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Wait a minute now. 
If I got to pray for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. So heaven and earth may not be in sync. It's only when I pray that the representation of heaven starts coming into the earth. The reason the earth is so messy because heaven's not here. And heaven's not here because the church don't pray no more. Oh, it's a mess around here. Wonder why. He said, pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I'm pretty sure we're doing most of your wills. And that's what creates all the problems. Because everybody's will on earth is imposing on God's will. So God can't come and rest in the earth the way he wants to. Y'all okay? Let's read on. Give us this day our daily bread. So you need a word every day. You don't, you don't need a Wednesday word, Sunday word. You need a daily word. That's why I encourage you to, to get, get, get my book. I make a statement, then I give you a scripture. That's a daily word. So you read, you process, you write. What was your experience based on the word that you just read. He gives us daily bread. What if he started feeding us every now and then? It, it would be horrible. What, what if you started eating every now and then? What if Lady Davis started cooking every now and then? Your homie would know how to do DoorDash. Let, let me tell you why you're door dashing. Because you don't want to eat every now and then. He gives us daily bread so that we maintain the strength that we need in order to do what he called us to do. Anyone who becomes weak because of a lack of food can't fulfill their purpose. You can always tell when people start dropping out of church, they haven't been eating. They ain't been eating. They've been around the food. You can be around the food, but not eat the food. We can always tell who's eating because those who eat well are the strongest. My strength is connected to my diet. I start missing meals, you're going to be able to see it. But as long as I'm eating right, right, I'm strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's what daily food does for you. Then he, he's teaching them to pray. Then he gets into verse 12 and he says this. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Give us. I ain't in no debt. Yes, you are. Sin was a debt to be paid. Let me help you. Let me help you. I ain't talking about your sin. I'm talking about the debt of sin 
had to be paid by Jesus Christ that was debt. So he paid the debt. You went free. Catch this now. Catch this. Since he paid the debt for your freedom, you don't have an option but to forgive others. Cancel that debt. He canceled your debt. You cancel their debt. If you don't cancel their debt, your debt is still on you. That's why it's so important to learn about forgiveness. Because if you want your debt to be canceled, you got to debt, you got to cancel sister so-and-so and brother so-and-so's debt as, as well. And you got to be mature enough to know if your debt stays with you, it'll cancel out the future that God has for you. Lady Davis, pick up, pick up in, in a few more of those verses, like 14, 15. Pick up in those real quickly and read those because it goes, be, it goes back into that debt. And I, I, need to, I need you to hear this. And you, you, you have not done anything that I haven't forgiven you for. Now, I'm the, I'm the CEO of Refresh Family Church. I'm the executive leader of this house. So it is my job to facilitate and manage this house. That's my job. And if anything gets off, it's my job to address it or have someone that I trust to address it. That's my job. So how can you say I'm mad at you for me keeping the organization going well? I'm not mad at you. You mad at me. I'm not mad at you. Read with your pretty self. Verse 14. Y'all ain't heard. Now y'all be quiet. You wait until you see her on Valentine's. I know y'all wish y'all could be at the Jazz Cat Ball with us too. We really gonna be decked out then. Go for it. Verse 14. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I need you to help me, Lord. I need you to forgive me. I got too much vision to be stuck in unforgiveness. Anybody got a big vision? If you got a big vision, you better catch what I'm saying because you need the Lord working for you. Let me tell you how the devil works. He sends somebody by to offend you when you're in the groundbreaking of your vision. You're wondering what it's all about. You broke ground. And it did not want to want you to ever lay another brick or lay the foundation for the thing that God has for your life. So you got to be careful. You got to handle yourself well and be quick to forgive because it's not working against them. It's working against you. That's why we ought to pray that way. So he's teaching us how to pray so that we don't cancel out our own projects. Yeah, some people have done some stuff to me, but it's okay. As long as I got seed, I got a harvest. You take one season of harvest and leave me with seed and you think I'm not going to have another season of harvest. Let me help y'all to get a revelation. If they take your harvest and not your seed, you're going to be okay. In fact, next year's harvest is going to be better than the harvest that they took. 
Half the stuff they took was rotten anyway. Isn't it something they take all your bad people and leave your good people with you? <laughs> I just said, you didn't take anything anyway. That's going to be trouble for you because it was trouble for me. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Do not lead us into temptation. See, your mind starts to move and say, well, I'm tempted by that girl with those hips. I'm tempted by that man with those biceps. I'm tempted by some, some substance. I'm tempted. No, you're tempted to quit. Your temptation is you quitting. That's your temptation. When Jesus was in the garden of Gethsemane and his sweat became like great drops of blood and Jesus had to pray, Lord, help me because I'm about to give up right here. I ain't even got to the cross yet. I'm about to throw the towel in right now. I am, I am in so much agony. My, my sweat and my blood, my, the, 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 the fibers of my skin has parted because I'm in so much agony just thinking about what I got to endure after I leave here. Let me tell you where your greatness lies just beyond the most traumatizing moment of your life. The greatest level of temptation is the horrible thought that people are going to nail you to the cross. Let me take you somewhere. When you have people you thought believed in you and you could believe in them and now they want to they just destroy you. But you say, it's okay. Weeping may endure for a night. Wait until the sun comes up. All you done in secret just created a brighter day for me. So it's a temptation. Everybody has the temptation to quit because success is not easy, whether it be in the church, whether it be in government, whether it be in uh, the marketplace, it's not easy. A lot of stuff happens when you start moving. You don't have to worry about it when you're sitting still. You don't have to worry about it when you don't make decisions. When you start making decisions, you better get ready. Because people love to be around people who don't make decisions. They feel better. So the temptation. This past week was a horrible week. Seemed like it lasted a whole month, didn't it? Just, just, a, just a horrible week. Then I got up at 2.30 this morning. 3.30, I'm on my way. To Atlanta to preach. And guess what? Because I know to pray about the temptation. The drive down I 20 couldn't torment me to where I wanted to quit. Let me help some of you thinking that you're the only one that had the thought of quitting. 
everybody under the sound of my voice has thought about quitting. It's a temptation. I don't want to try again. I ain't going to church no more. I ain't giving. I don't want to listen to apostle another message. Everything seems to be crazy. Everything gets crazy before it gets great. If it's crazy, it's about to get great. You can never have a, a great moment without a crazy moment. That's why, that's why you got to pray. Lead me not into temptation. But deliver me from the evil one. That's whispering in my ear. While my man of God is sharing an empowerment word to me. That's talking to me, trying to override the truth that I hear, telling me lies. Deliver me. It's the voices in your head. It's not the devil sitting next to you. I just touch you because the devil's talking. And the devil can't talk to my musician. And devil can't talk to my wife. And anything that's close to me that allows the devil to talk to him, we can't stay close. Can I go on with my points? It's what we need, we need for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We need God's kingdom. We talk about the anointing. This is what the anointing is for. The anointing is to usher God's presence into the earth. The anointing on my life is to usher you into a moment where God now communes with you. He has a conversation with you that's different than the ne your neighbor. So he's talking to you about something. And he's talking to your neighbor about something. And that's how what he does if you can usher his presence in. Your answer is not outside. Your answer is inside. Right now, you're hearing from God. You're getting ideas right now while we're talking. Why? Because when God comes, he gives strategies to those he wants to succeed. If you're not hearing anything, you can't do anything. Whenever it's time to upscale your business, your organization, your ministry, you got to hear something. If you hear something, you can do something. The problem has always been, if you can't hear, you can't do. So they try to deprive you of hearing so that you can't do anything. But if you can hear something, if you can't stop me from hearing, you can't stop me from moving. We need, we need the kingdom of God to come. We need his power. We need his glory to come on us. Glory is not just a, a shaking and a, and a sh no, 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 no. It's, no. Glory illuminates your mind. It turns the lights on. When darkness has a surrounded you, every situation you got on every side is challenging you. Then glory shows up. Then the devil's got to back up. And all of a sudden now you, you get a good, clear thought of how to move forward when everything around you is dropping behind. Let me give you my five points because y'all need some, some homework. Y'all need some stuff to take home with you. Y'all don't, you, you don't know 
what your capabilities are. And your capabilities are determined by who God sets over you to teach you. So if you're sitting there saying, I'm good, and you just retired, why would you hear a word like this if that was all that God wanted from you? <laughs> Sound like you stopped praying. Because if you pray, he said, it's not over. It's just about to begin. Some of you who think this is all you're going to do, that is a lie, how to say it, from the pits of hell. You plan in retirement. And he just anointed you for the last leg of your journey. The effectiveness of prayer is only experienced when we possess a forgiving heart. So people, Sasha, they're, they're setting levels of effectiveness in prayer based on unforgiveness. They say, this is the peak. This is the level. This is as far as you can go. And they got unforgiveness in their heart. So there is a possibility we have been trained to pray by people who are in unforgiveness. You will never drive an 18-wheeler when you've been trained to drive it. They still make you goes. You, you, can, you can be trained by somebody un, in unforgiveness that does not know how to handle heavy equipment. They will set limits on you and get mad at you if you start thinking about doing more than what they could teach you. They, they told me that, you know... That, in, in this city, they told me, whenever your church gets about 2,000 members, they, it, it, you, you begin to come, become quiet, and it gets settled down, and then we cross our legs, and then we take a few notes, and then he walk, we walk out of here and don't execute anything that we heard. That was a good message, Mr. Pastor. <laughs> then I went over into 20,000, 25,000 people. And they were bouncing off the wall. The energy level was so high, I thought the stage was going to remove itself from where it was and move to another place. But it was about being exposed to something greater. The reason your pants don't fit because the wrong person is your tailor. Have you allowed somebody to create something personal for you and they done it their way? Just because they done it well for them doesn't mean they can do it well for you. You ever, you ever been around somebody that hooked somebody else up and then you thought you were going to get the same hookup and you got real disappointed? Yeah, you got really disappointed. Yeah, and I ain't ever going to believe what they say ever again. And you don't need to. Let me help you. The personal touch comes from caring. If somebody is handling you that doesn't care, 
One leg's going to be high, the other leg's going to be low, and the seam is going to be breaking out in the back. Because they don't care about covering your butt. Effective prayer. The effectiveness of prayer is only experienced when we possess a forgiving heart. So if you find someone that has a forgiving heart, they're operating on a level that other people are not operating on. Because it takes more anointing to forgive than it does to sing, to preach, to play, to us, to, to travel around. Yeah, it, takes, it takes a whole lot of anointing. <laughs> Lord, if you don't put some oil on me, they're in trouble. Can you imagine having power and influence and you can say something or do something and, and, and you know it'll change instantaneously and you need an anointing on you <laughs> and you're quivering in there. Lady Davis thinks you're in there just preparing, but you said, Lord, let's hold it in today. Just hold it in today. I know y'all not like that. I bet if I go to your house, I see holes in the wall. <laughs> If I, talk, if I talk to your children, they'll tell me about a person I never met. <laughs> okay, let's, let's go on. Let's get proper prayer will save the sick and raise them up. Proper prayer will save the sick. The deterioration stops. Then reinstatement comes. So everything that the sickness took away from them, when the proper prayer is prayed, not only is your health restored, your life is restored. So don't just heal me and leave me without a job. I lost my job while I was sick. The rain clouds and the atmosphere will respond to effective prayer. I oftentimes, when, we, when we're praying in here and, and uh, people are around and they get a mic and they start praying or singing, I'm always monitoring the atmosphere. Because when Elijah prayed, it stopped raining for three and a half years. When he prayed again, it started raining. So he impacted the atmosphere. You understand what? He impacted the atmosphere. Prayer, real prayer, impacts the atmosphere. The more I pray, the more I impact the atmosphere. Because real prayer is going to impact the atmosphere. I don't want nobody just getting up there talking. If the devil's not moving, depression's not leaving, suicidal thoughts are not being dispelled, then I got to get somebody else on the mic. Everybody thinks you're qualified to pray, but that is not the truth. Because some people may have nice words and very articulate, but have absolutely no power. I'd rather have somebody, Jesus, and everything breaks loose. Because the condition around us needs the authority of God to flow so that people who have issues that they have not talked about get liberty before they can ever come down and tell you their testimony. You have to hear about their testimony after they've gone through major freedom. 
See, if we, we impact the atmosphere, stuff that came in here on you can't leave with you. It's very important. Minstrels are very important. Singers are very important. All those things are important. And they have to pay attention to the level I function on. And they got to be hungry enough to try to get to it. Well, I don't think you're functioning on a high level. I don't think you're very knowledgeable about anything that's in the, in the kingdom of God either. But when you start moving and you start moving in the atmosphere starts changing and there's, you, there will be a battle. There will be a battle. But why not engage in a battle that was won 2,000 years ago? If Jesus whipped the devil. All I got to do is show up and open up my mouth. Releasing your offenders will unleash supernatural power in your prayer life. If, if your prayer life is low, what you need to do is release your offender. You know the person God showed you when you were down there and you just thought, yeah, I, I'm not going to think about that. That's a distraction. No, it's not a distraction. You need to release them. When you, when you release them, there's a supernatural empowerment that comes on your prayer life. All of a sudden, you get insight and, and, and you move into avenues. And I'm not talking about strange stuff. I'm talking about effective stuff. But what you have to do, they're not worth holding. It is not worth it. They don't, they don't have enough value for you to hold on to that. You, do you know how much is held up in your life over them? I just made up my mind. Any, anything that's bothering me, it's temporary. It, it, it's temporary. It can't hold up. In fact, it doesn't even know it's already defeated. I like the movie Gladiator because in the movie Gladiator, the very first battle, he said it's a shame. That they don't know they already defeated. Nobody's thrown a spear. Nobody's sent out an error. And, and they don't even know that they're defeated. I want to tell y'all something. If you release your offender. Today. I believe a victory. Is on the other side of that emotional release. You're going you're gonna to feel it. You're going to feel it. Just. It, it, it'll leave just like that as something supernatural. Listen, let me, let me tell y'all what y'all been doing. Y'all have been fighting supernatural darkness with natural strength. And that's where your frustration come, comes in. You got to meet spirit with spirit. Now you need balanced spirit. That's why I encourage accountability because it can get real spooky if you don't have accountability. And you can start going in all kind of directions. But if you got proper accountability, you can come against a realm of the spirit with the supernatural power of God. And all you've done, you didn't fuss, you sang. Check this out. This is biblical. Paul and Silas was locked in jail. It was dark. They didn't come up with some kind of strategy to attack the guards. Uh, Paul looked over at Silas and said, do you have a voice? What are you going to sing? You're going to sing tenor? 
Uh, are you what? What you go? What? 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 What are you gonna sing? Well, I'm gonna sing bass. You gonna sing tenor? Okay. On the count of three, we're gonna start singing. They start singing. The Bible said an earthquake came, shook the whole jail cell up. It says all the doors were open because when you start singing, even if you don't have a good voice. I don't believe that Paul could have qualified for a soloist. I don't think Silas could either. But when they started singing praise to the Lord on their worst day. You waiting on your best day to sing. You don't sing on your best day. You sing on your worst day. If you're ready to shake some stuff up, start singing. Are you ready for some doors to open? Start singing. You don't, you don't know the tools that you carry until somebody teaches you to use what God has given you. You have cried long enough. Take the word of God, exercise the word of God and get your victory. Heaven is only a righteous prayer away from changing the problems on the earth. A righteous prayer. A righteous prayer is knowledge about what Jesus has done for us. Because all your righteousness is as filthy rags. If you don't put on Jesus, your sins are still with you. But if you put on Jesus, you can stand there and you can utter a petition to God in the place of righteousness. And God honors more of what you prayed than super Christian over here that don't like anybody. That don't believe they don't need the garment anymore. They think now I've achieved. Now I know scripture. Now I pray in tongue. Now I can do this and I can do that. Now I don't need righteousness. On your best day, you still need the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Don't let them fool you. They got stuff in their hearts right now. And if they don't get a hold of Jesus, what's in their hearts will begin to affect their surroundings. And the reason they're dead inside because they can't get enough of Jesus on the outside. He wants to come in. He wants us to be dressed in his righteousness. Let me tell you the downfall of your prayer. You pray in condemnation. You pray believing that God, I am not worthy of you doing this thing for me. It has nothing to do with your worthiness. It has to do with your faith and his power. If you know he's got power and you got enough faith, he can fix that mess that you created. Y'all run around here like y'all don't need anything. 
popping pills left and right and you that calm? I, I'm not talking about drugs. I'm, I'm talking about prescriptions. That's the way you want to live the rest of your life? You go right ahead. I am going to praise God until my physician tells me I don't need it anymore. I'm going to praise God till the blood pressure comes down. I'm going to praise God till the organs function. I'm going to praise God till well, I don't have to take a pill to keep my mind clear. I'm going to praise God because I understand if I praise God, God will come into the atmosphere that I'm in. God's going to come and grab my wretched wife if I got one or grab my wretched husband if I got one. And God will create an atmosphere in my life and in my house to where when he comes and set down, everything will change. The one that started the fight will come and apologize. The one who was hateful said, well, I was hating on you too. And they'll come and apologize. All of a sudden when God shows up, you can't keep dissension in that house. When God came and sat down in that house, he'll draw you from the bedroom and he'll draw you from the man cave and bring you back together again. I said, won't he do it? I'm talking about real prayer. I'm not talking about this camouflage prayer. I'm talking about when you when you pray, you touch heaven and you change the earth. One thing you'll never stop me from doing, you'll never stop me from praying. Even when my preaching skills are no more, I'm going to pray. Why? Because prayer has been effective. Prayer has got me through every crisis that I've ever seen and the ones I didn't see. I didn't even know they had that kind of conspiracy trying to stop me. Because while they were sitting at a table trying to figure out how they would stop me, I was praying. And God was giving me a strategy of how to overcome an enemy I didn't even know. There are people who have been coming against your life you don't even know. But because you prayed, because you worshiped God, you never did see the manifestation of the weapon that was formed against you. The Bible said no weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. While they were sitting at that table, while they were having a meeting about you... It fell apart because God would not allow it to prosper. Why? Because you have faith and you believe and you pray and you thank God. And I want you to thank him for no weapon that was formed. They were trying to put it together. They were trying to make it happen. But it didn't happen. You want to know why? Your prayers were heard by God. And God interrupted the plan of the adversary. And if you ain't got nothing else to shout about, Shout about that. They would have took me out. They would have took millions and millions of dollars away from me. But God was on my side. You want to know why? Because I would bow my knee before the Lord. Humble myself under the mighty hand of God. my breakthrough seems to get stubborn I go into overdrive in prayer I said I'm gonna open up these heavens one way or the other 
The Bible said Elijah got down on his knees with his head to the ground and he started praying, told his servant to go look and see if anything was happening. The Bible said he went seven times. You're only on your fourth time. You're giving up. You're only on your fourth time. Is it going to be completed? Absolutely. On the seventh time. Push your neighbor. Tell him, don't give up. The Lord is on my side. I said, 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 the Lord is on my side. I dare you to go ahead and do your testimony. The Lord is on my side. Hey! Don't wait until the battle is over. I said, don't wait until the battle is over. Something's about to happen. 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 Some of y'all going home to a different environment. Something's about to happen. Something's breaking over your household. Something's about to happen. There's a holy release on board your behalf. Something's about to happen. I see the cloud about the size of a man's hand. Something's about to happen. I see something rising up right now. Something's about to happen. It's all in this atmosphere now. I said it's all in the atmosphere now. I said it's all in the atmosphere now. It's contagious. It's in the atmosphere now. Can you believe that you receive? If you can believe that you receive, you shall have what God has promised you. His promises are yes and amen. meant for evil God just turned it around Don't let it go. Keep it up there, don't. No? 
Don't let go of that hand. What's coming into your life without the right partner, it'll never happen. What God's got for you, that's why the devil's mad. But the devil is a liar. I said the devil is a liar. God is maneuvering your thought pattern right now. Because the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The authority of God is coming on you. What the devil meant to destroy, I see God bringing in an extra two million because the devil's attacked. He's going to have to pay for everything that he's done. Not just here. All that was in the past, he was trying to break your will. But the, you heard a word. And because you had a word, it strengthened your back. You're not a wimp of a man of God. You are an authentic man of God. You are a community bishop. You run through troops. You leap over walls. You demand that the adversary give up your seed. Your children shall possess the gates of their enemy. You have empowered them. Somebody better shout because something's breaking. I speak peace. I speak peace. I speak peace. You're not going to be haunted. You're not going to be haunted. You're not going to live a nightmare. God said, you are a dreamer. Dream, man of God. I need all the dreamers to shout with him. Dream. 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 You can dream your way out of any situation. You can bring your way out of any circumstance. Dream, man of God. Dream. Joseph dreamed his way out. He was sold out by his brothers. He was thrown into captivity, but he kept on dreaming. Your dream is going to hold it together. Keep on dreaming. Somebody shout in this house. I serve notice to every devil over this region. You will not separate what God has joined together. Let no man put asunder. Don't you give up another inch to the devil. Don't you give any more space to the devil. Your prayer life has given you the victory that you've been desiring. Your prayer life will bring the right people in your life. Your prayer life will bring favor on your life. Your prayer life will open up heaven where no demonic activity in this earth could ever have the authority to stop you. Touch your neighbor, tell them I'm unstoppable. 
you're ever in the Birmingham area, we'd love to see you. Stop by because everyone is welcome at Refresh Family Church. It's full of friendly people, a warm atmosphere, and a powerful word. Our service times are Sundays at 9 a.m. or our empowerment service on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We're located at 117 12th Court Northwest in Birmingham, Alabama. We'll see you soon at Refresh. Want to find out more about Apostle Stephen A. Davis? Well, log on, because StephenADavis.org is now live. That's right, log on to StephenADavis.org now, and you can find out all about him. Watch live broadcasts and get all the information you need at StephenADavis.org. Available on all platforms. Log on today. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families. Reaching the lost. Equipping the saints. Reaching the nations. And transferring to generations. At Refresh Family Church, we're more than just a church. We're a nation. To find out more, log on to StephenAdavis.org. We'll see you next time.